Welcome to the Virtual Chapter Podcast, the show that helps you become a world-class virtual CEO, run a profitable and scalable online business, and build a thriving virtual team. We're talking the systems, strategies, and leadership skills that will help you show up, sell out, and do it all with a mountain of ease. Each week, we'll be breaking down the operation side of online business in a way that feels fun and inspiring. We'll share tech tools and tips, systems to streamline and scale, secrets to hiring and leading your high-performing team, and interviews with leading business experts to show you what it really takes to build your business online. I'm your host, Nivek Harrison, CEO of The Virtual Chapter, an award-winning virtual support agency where we help leading coaches, consultants, and creatives build businesses bigger than themselves, create a global impact with a virtual team, and generate more cash than they ever knew possible. Are you ready to up-level your online business? Let's dive in. Today, I want to talk about one-to-one services or offers, and more importantly, how to scale when you're offering one-to-one. I think there's a lot of business advice out there that suggests in order to scale, the only way to do that is to start offering group programs or DIY type offers. And that's certainly not the case. It is completely possible to scale your business using one-to-one services, whether you are a coach or service provider, it is definitely possible. I have done this both in my own business and with clients, but the, the thing that I see stopping so many people is often their systems, the system that is behind delivering one-to-one services, because it is very much a time-intensive model. You are most often trading some sort of hours for dollars, um, depending on what your, your specific packages look like, but it feels very labor-intensive because you're doing a lot of manual work for one person in addition to the actual time you might have scheduled for coaching calls or client work, depending on what your model is. So today I want to talk about why it's really important to nail your system behind one-to-one delivery, because the one of the quickest ways to scale your business is your ability to take on more one-to-one clients, because you might sign one client at the same price you would have to sell a course to five people for to achieve the same income. Also, you just might really love one-to-one services. I know I really love working with my clients in a one-to-one capacity. And as much as my business will continue to evolve and change, I don't see myself ever letting go of working directly with my clients because it's something I really, really love. And I know many of you are in the same boat. So what does it look like to scale as a one-to-one service provider or coach? The first thing is often income, price points. How can you continue to grow and offer ways for people to work with you that serve your income goals without necessarily having to put more into your calendar. So a lot of the advice you'll hear first and foremost is to raise your prices, (laughs) raise your rates, have deeper, more intimate containers, more access to you, all of those sorts of things. But what I really want to dive into today is the system, because I have seen this stop so many people from signing more clients, both consciously and subconsciously, because either they believe they don't have the time and capacity to take on more clients, or it feels hard. It feels overwhelming. And so as much as they're telling you or telling me they want to sign more clients, they're actually self-sabotaging because they know that signing that client feels overwhelming as hell. There's so many steps. They don't have a clear process in place. And so once somebody signs on, they're not sure what to do with them. So today I'm going to take you through my three stages of a client management system that is going to help you scale with 
ease. All right, stage one is onboarding. This is a really crucial stage for any service provider or coach. It is what happens after somebody says yes to you. So we're not talking about lead generation or sales. We're talking about what happens after they say yes. So in this phase, we really want to set the standard for what the rest of the client's time with you is going to look like. So this looks really practically, practically like your contracts, your invoicing, those really important things that you want to nail. It also looks like sharing information with your client. Maybe you answer a lot of the same types of queries from clients that you could answer with a simple PDF document that you share in an onboarding email. Or maybe you are finding that there are some boundaries challenges you're having with clients who are chasing you outside your contact hours or rescheduling at late notice. Any of those sorts of boundary issues can also be addressed in an onboarding packet. Now you might call this an onboarding form. You might call it a welcome packet. You can call it whatever you like, but the idea is take those frequently asked questions, take that information that you really want all your new clients to know and pop it in one document to save yourself the time. The second thing is gathering information on your clients. Now, depending on how you go through your your sales process, you might already have a lot of this information. If not, you might need to gather some more from them about their business, about what they want your support with, about their life, depending on what you're offering. What information do you need from them and how do you make this as easy as possible for both you and your client? And then the last one is The other nice to have steps in your onboarding process. So these are just the little things that are unique to you. Maybe this is sending a welcome gift. Maybe this is a personalized video. It could be something, it could be anything that you do really specific to your process that makes people feel really welcome, really invited into your space, into your community. So mapping out what all of those different steps look like for you and then creating something that you can just duplicate every time somebody signs on. Now, there are tech tools to help you do this. For example, I use Dubsado in my business. For coaches, I tend to recommend either Satori or Paperbell. You might be using a scheduling tool like Acuity that's going to take on a number of these steps for you. Or it might even be that you have an Asana task. And this is what I often recommend because even with all of those other tools, they don't take into account like your specific process. An Asana task that you duplicate every time a client signs on with you. And it has all of the steps that you need to take from the time they start right until the time they finish. And it's really easy for you to duplicate, pop in due dates, assign it to team if you have teams supporting you because you don't need to be the one (laughs) looking for gifts or sending contracts or chasing up invoices. All of those things can be in a really simple, repeatable Asana task. All right. Now that we've got them onboarded, stage two is the client management, client delivery phase. What happens during the time your client is working with you? So this might be having a process around client notes. It might be having a process around how you keep and share and store recordings. Maybe it's that you don't keep and share and store recordings and you need to brief your clients on how they can record their sessions with you. 
It might be additional forms. For example, if you are doing website or funnel building, maybe you need additional forms at different stages of the journey with you to capture more information or to check in and get feedback. What are all of those steps that you need to do to deliver to your client? What are the milestones that you have during your time together? And again, how can we either automate these using a tool Put these in your calendar so they don't get forgotten. Put them in a project management tool like Asana so they're always on your list and never overlooked. So again, take the time to map this out. And then, like I said before, pop it into any sort of task, whatever works for you, any sort of place where you can just duplicate it with ease every time someone signs on. All right. Stage three, offboarding and continuation. So the first thing I want to talk about here is continuation. So you might have heard this statistic that's been floating around for years, and it is absolutely backed by data that it costs up to seven times more to acquire a new customer than it is to retain an old one. So having a plan in place for how you're going to retain your clients, your continuation offers, is it extending a coaching series by another three months, another six months? Is it an invitation into a deeper container or a different way of working with you? Do you have an alumni program? There are so many options here in how people can continue to work with you. So one, not only developing that offer, having a plan in place, but two, making sure you offer that to your client at the right time. If we're talking about one-to-one services, I like to offer continuation within the last month of you working together, depending on how long your container is. I think if it's shorter than six months, you probably want to offer it within the final two weeks. But if it's a six-month container or longer, offering it about a month out is a great time because your client has hopefully seen results from working with you. They are looking for the next step and they want to know What do I do after this space finishes? Can I continue working with you? So again, scheduling, when are you going to make your continuation offers? The next thing is things like, again, these nice to haves. Do you do a closing gift? Maybe you send a bunch of flowers or a bottle of champagne, or maybe it's that personalized video. What are the things that you do specifically to make sure your clients feel really, really loved on and celebrated when they're closing out a space with you? Then, and this one gets forgotten about so often, but how and when do you gather testimonials? Again, there's so many tools that can support you. One of my favorites at the moment is actually called Vouch. It is a video-based app for gathering testimonials and feedback, and it allows you to send a link really easily to your clients and ask them to share a brief video with you. And they give you all of the code and things to embed that video on your website, or you can download it and share it on socials, all of those fun things. Do you want a video testimonial? Do you want a written testimonial? Do you have specific questions you want asked and answered, or are you happy for them to just share anything about their time with you? Systems like Satori will send out an automated email at the end of a container asking for feedback, or maybe this is something you pop into Asana again at the very start of your process. These are the repeatable tasks, the ones that we're going to duplicate every time. Pop it into Asana for your team member to send an email when your container's finished and you can pop the due date on it based on how long they're going to be working with you for. And then secondly, to not only requesting testimonials is following up on testimonials. We are notoriously bad at giving things like testimonials to people that we've worked with. So sometimes 
we need nudges. We need a few reminders to just check in, see if we can gather that feedback as soon as possible after somebody finishes with you. And then the final step of your offboarding process is really about closing out the spaces. So this could be closing a Google Drive folder that you've had, removing yourself from that. It could be ending a Voxer conversation that you've had or wherever you're having one-to-one conversations. It could be, I mean, depending on the way that you're working with people, maybe it's closing an Asana board if you're doing more of that project-based work, closing an Asana space or providing any sort of handover documentations to your clients as well. So what is the information they need if they're not continuing with you? What information can you give them so they can go on their merry way, continue to get results in whatever you've supported them with and have all the tools and resources they need to do that? All right, they are my three stages of client management. I think having these nailed and documented into a system, having all your SOPs around this makes it so much easier to scale one-to-one because you're not going to feel overwhelmed by the prospect of signing a new client. You're going to be able to take on more one-to-one clients because you're not spending hours in this admin back-of-house operations phase and you can delegate some of these tasks to your team as well. And that's going to help you grow and offer more of those one-to-one services, whether that is only what you offer or you offer it alongside group programs. Having this system is going to help you continue to grow your business and grow your revenue so, so much. I hope this has been incredibly helpful. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Feel free to send me a DM over on Instagram at the virtual chapter and tell me what your biggest takeaway from this episode was. And I will see you again next week.